If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here's your host, Brian Reinbold. And welcome, Bravehearts. Uh, I know how difficult it can be to go through your days without purpose. And I know what a great joy it is to find your purpose and to live it. At Bravehearts Radio, we're at our best when we're helping others to find that genuine voice within ourselves, uh, within our, ourselves, themselves. I kind of put that all together in one word. But it, yeah, between, when we find that genuine voice, man, that is one of the great joys in life. Today, we're talking about choosing hope. And I'm always asking the question, what if it were possible? And what if it were possible to choose hope in the unexpected turns in life? Uh, my, de- my guest today is Kayleen Marshall. She's the founder and CEO of the Viaggio Group, uh, author of Who Will Love Me? She's a big-time networker, uh, has Am Spirit Business uh, Connections, uh, you know, that, just, I, 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 a lot more that I could say in the introduction, but uh, next thing is welcome, Kaylee. Ryan, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. It's, you know, and uh, it, the, uh, the honor is mine indeed. Um, who will love me? That's, uh, that we were talking about that a little bit in the pre-show. Um, I, I, I put it as the title of our, uh, of our conversation today, but I put a question mark at the end of the, at the, end of the statement because uh, it occurred to me, who will love me? That, well, that's a, that's, it sounds like, or it looks like a question. Uh, the title of the book, it's a statement. Mm-hmm. I made it a statement um, very specifically. Yeah. We went round and round with the editors and um, with my team, and I kept taking it off. They kept putting it on. <laughs> and I said, there's no question around it. It's about um, who's going to love, in my story, who's going to love Carrie like uh-huh. my mom did. Yeah. And I just um, took it off and... I don't know. I kept it off, and it was my decision. So, um, yeah, there's no question mark in that. That you know, it's interesting because it's uh, it it, uh, it it you know the, the the next thing that clicks over in the mind is well, there is no question. That's right, and um, the question that um, happened right before my mom passed away was, mm-hmm. "Who's going to love you?" And she looked right at my sister. "Who's going to love you like I do?" Uh huh. And so in my story, that whole, that answer comes out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, we, um, we, uh, we, we say choosing hope in the unexpected turns. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I said, you know, when we, when we first uh, had a conversation, we, we talk a little bit on the show here about, you know, where, where have you been? How did you get where you are? Yeah, and uh, and that's that that's a that's really uh, a lot of that is really Carrie's story, isn't it? It is. It's my life changed in 2012 upside down. I would call it mm-hmm. upside down. Yeah. Um, I never expected to be doing what I'm doing today. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband and I live in the Chicago area, and we received a phone call from my mom that she had um, stage one breast cancer. Now, the ironic thing about that phone call is I hadn't talked to my mom for about five years. Wow. And she was angry at me because of my after my dad's death, she wanted me to move to Arizona to care for her and my sister, and I chose mm-hmm. not to. My sister has Down syndrome. She's as sweet as can be. I was actually looking at an article today. I have it sitting right here. Just a, um, It's preschool volunteer of the year that she got in 1991. Wow. And I just found that recently. I knew that she got the award, but I, I didn't see the newspaper article. And I, you know how you just go through stuff and you find stuff? Um, and I talk a little bit yeah. about that in my book. But, um, yeah, my mom called and um, said that she had stage one breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And um, I flew out to Arizona and found out that my mom was very, very sick. Mm-hmm. And in that piece of the story, um, I ended up taking full custody of my sister in guardianship. My mom, um, she called us in Jan- or in 2000, like November of 2011, 2012 in January, we flew out to kind of assess what was going on and then um, came back home, took a leave of absence from my job. My husband and I, my, my husband's a pastor. We have been in church work mm-hmm. all of our lives. 
I was a women's ministry director at the time. I've mm-hmm. also developed um, a large um, movement for special needs, um, disabled people mm-hmm. in churches. And I just have a heart behind it. I have an elementary ed special ed degree. And um, when I got the phone call, I ended up flying out. My mom um, got there on February 1st. Um, after my leave of absence, I took guardianship of my sister on February 8th, and my mom passed away on February 10th. And that's when my life went upside down. Yeah, that's, you know, from from the from the perception that you would have had that your mom was sort of sick, you know, stage one, I mean, cancer is, 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 is always serious, but uh, stage one is, um, is, is not like um, uh, impending. No. And, um, but she asked that we come because he hadn't put guardianship in place. Uh Guardianship for an adult person with disability is, um, is necessary. And Mm -hmm. she hadn't put that in place because of, Wanting, um, you know, when you become a caretaker of somebody with um, a disability, you put your heart and soul into it. And my mom mm. and dad did that very well. Yeah. They did a really good job with my sister. And um, so it was very hard for them to let go of things. And they wanted my husband and I to move to Arizona and yeah. take care of Carrie. And we wanted Carrie to move here and let's put her in a... Um, a facility or find a community or build something or mm-hmm. find a home for her. And they just couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, they thought this is going to be unsafe. She needs to be in your, her environment that she knows. Yeah. So we had, it was very difficult and that's why we lost contact for um, several years. Yeah. So now we're in this emergency situation and um, she ended up um, passing away, and now I have full guardianship of her. Mm-hmm. And so, and you're in Arizona. And I'm in Arizona at this time in 2012. 12, yeah. My kids were graduating from college, so we um, brought Carrie back here for 60 days. And the law says that you can, if if Carrie had benefits in the state of Arizona, so mm-hmm. I couldn't leave. She couldn't be gone for past 60 days. Mm-hmm. So we came back here. Now, Carrie, um, everything's new to her. Everything's new to her because yeah. she lives in structure. And um, we were with my boys for their graduations. And then I ended up moving to Arizona in April and found out um, that Carrie, um, well, lots of adjustments. I moved there for a whole year taking care of Carrie. So that really, that, everything changed. Everything changed. I quit my job. Um, my husband, um, my kids are now home from college looking uh-huh. for jobs, right? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So they're in our home. We were empty nesters. Now they're in our homes, and I'm away from him for, well, it was April through November. And when we found out that we could actually move Carrie to Illinois. Uh-huh. So we ended up doing that and um, turned her world upside down. Yeah. Sold my parents home, brought everything here, and um, started a life with Carrie in Illinois. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I imagine there's something that occurred to you um, along the way is how how grateful you must have been to be able to do that. Yes, and um, honestly, Brian, um, I am married to an amazing man mm-hmm. that. Um, knew that this could be a possibility sometime on our journey. Uh-huh. And um, here we were now faced um, with the care of Carrie in our home. Uh-huh. And it was like um, we were being prepared for it. I mm-hmm. have an elementary ed special ed degree. My husband has yeah. the gift of mercy. It's very merciful, very fun, very laid back. So um, it worked for us. Um, but I struggled. I struggled mm-hmm. with it because I love to work. <laughs> I yeah. love to have a full-time job. And yeah. um, actually, there were other plans for me. Yeah. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Well, that's in, in, indeed. And uh, I think that was the, um, um, the, the, the bringing us into the, into the present. Uh, and uh, what, what you're doing now, you, you, d- you did write the book. Uh, are you are you writing another book? Uh, <laughs> okay, so um, 
Thank you for that. Yeah. (laughs) I just got a phone call from somebody um, last week that said, you need to write a sequel and you need to write something um, specifically for um, leaders and all this people that have these plans for your life, right? (laughs) I am a communicator. I love this. I like being, um, I love to give talks. I'm a speaker. Uh Um, I'm a communicator. Getting things down on paper is really hard for me. Isn't that something else? Yeah. Uh So through this process, I learned to journal. I learned to write Mm -hmm. things down. I learned to write down my emotions Uh and to get in touch with where I was every day. Had lots of help. It was important for me to have people around me. I formulated a tribe around me. I still Mm -hmm. have a tribe around me. Um, That tribe has molded and moved and shaped. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. (laughs) You know, first of all, I got to applaud you for writing the book, Who Who Will Love Me? Um, Because it's it's something that I find everyone has a book in them. And and there was there was a time that uh, that I was going to write a book with uh, with, with a friend Vern Dosh. Mm-hmm. Vern was my mentor for um, uh, the the son of a Parkinson sufferer. Uh, his dad had passed wow. away from Parkinson's, and then my dad was uh, was was dying of Parkinson's. And uh, uh, we we, uh, we we thought there's n- no one prepares you for this. Right. And the, the name of the book, we even had a title for it it's called Taking the Keys. Wow. And we thought the, wow. the most difficult thing you ever do is, is tell your father, I have to take your keys. You can't drive anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. we're, 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 we're just about to, uh, to a break here. Um, remember that you can be a sponsor of Brave Hearts Radio for as little as $280 a week. And you're not just promoting your business. You're making lives better for kids and their families uh, that are served by Brave Hearts for Kids. Uh, BraveHeartsForKids.org. Um, stick with us. We'll be back uh, on the other side of 60 seconds after these important messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist because I don't fly the rockets. I just help make sure the trip gets accomplished. Mm. Um, we, we are planning a couple trips to Machu Picchu this September and December. You can check these out at the new uh, BraveHeartsAdventures.org, BraveHeartsAdventures.org, Vacations with Purpose. Mm. And uh, that's, that's, re- that's really going to be uh, something else. Uh, had um, uh, a, a, 
a virtual retreat this past weekend with uh, Daniel Gutierrez and uh, uh, Ann Fox and the, uh, uh, the the Machu Picchu uh, Catalina Retreat Center. Um, been there six times now for the virtual retreats and looking forward to going there live and in person. So um, my guest today is uh, Kayleen Marshall, uh, author of the book, Who Will Love Me? and author of the upcoming book, uh, (laughs) Untitled. Yeah, it's entitled, oh my goodness, even you saying that, um, (laughs) there's excitement because um, people want to know the rest of the story with my sister, Uh how well she's doing. Yeah. So many people are afraid of, um, you know, when they have a loved one with special needs, Mm -hmm. they um, have a plan for them in their head, Mm -hmm. right up here and here, the caretakers do. And then they're gone, and here you have, you know, they pass away, and then we have Carrie's life that I'm watching now after the death of my mom and dad. Yeah. She's doing beautifully. And so I want to give people hope, right? And here she is. She's, you know, she's doing things my mom and dad wouldn't even let her do. I, mm-hmm. Brian, I, um, we have a video of Carrie right after my mom passed away. We brought her to Illinois for a period of time. Then we went to Florida, and my son graduated from um, college, from Mm -hmm. film school. And we decided to go, um, uh, oh, gosh, go-karting. And she wanted to go go go-karting really bad. And um, she's never been go-karting, but she was watching us. And it's a go-karts where you wear the the equipment, the hat, Mm -hmm. the full gear, and it's a speed track. Oh, yeah. And the owner of the go-kart place said, there's no way, you know, she, she wow. can't drive. And it's just too dangerous. I mean, it's a speed track. Yeah. So I stayed back with her, and I was a little bit miffed that I had to stay back with her. Yeah. And um, at the end of the time when our whole group was done, mm-hmm. my kids and the people that we were with, we had some friends there. He looked at my sister and he goes, I am going to adapt everything so that you can go on your own go-kart. So they they adapted the go-kart. They adapted her clothing, her helmet. They um, did something to their helmet. And they wow. put her and I on the track. Now, she has never driven in her life. Yeah. And she got out there. It was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. And she could only push the pedal a certain amount. So, uh-huh. and everything was, they made everything on the track safe and it was her and I, and I go, I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm going to die. And she went first and she actually knocked down a whole wall. She, it didn't scare her. They got her. They, they helped her with where to go. And we went around three times and she got out and I will never forget it. It was like, Oh my goodness. Now she would have never done this with my mom and dad. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking my mom and dad are rolling in the grave. <laughs> and she loved it. And it was it gave her power. Mm-hmm. It gave her um, a sense of identity. And that is when I knew everything was going to be okay. Yeah. Everything was, it was amazing. You know, I, I, you, you say uh, your mom and dad rolling, but I'm, I'm thinking, I, I'm, I just have a picture of them looking at each other and, and, and both of them saying, told you. It would be my dad looking at my mom going, see? (laughs) But since then, she's um, gardening. She's swimming twice a week. She's bowling. She's working full time. Um, She's doing beautifully. That sounds great. She's doing beautifully. So, um, you know, uh, during during the break and – uh, we, we talked a little bit about, um, you know, the, uh, the idea of the next book and, and how um, uh, I, I said, you know, I haven't, I haven't read the whole book, but I, I did find some really, I, I, I love some of the quotes, you know, the unspoken fear, yeah. um, you know, uh, the greatest mistake we make is living in constant fear that we will make a mistake. Yeah. Uh, John Maxwell, um, you know, that really great quotes in the book. But the thing that really stood out for me is, is the, um, uh, was it the um, uh, the forward uh, where the, the writer said, this is a book not just for people uh, dealing with the specific situation like you're dealing with. It's a book for everyone. Yeah. So I designed the book. If I have it right here, the book is 100 and it's small, 109 pages. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And that's including the front and the back and the, you know, all the acknowledgements. I did that deliberately because I wanted people to read it. So every chapter is two to three pages. And then there's process questions in every chapter. So you as a process together. So what's Mm -hmm. happening is families are buying the book Mm -hmm. and um, processing it together. So Mm -hmm. it's giving them a safe environment to process or they'll ask me to come in as a coach and help them. I mean, there's lots of options, but um, I did it deliberately. And the lady, um, the lady who did my forward, Nancy Orberg, she and I worked together at a large church in the area. So she actually saw me when I was doing ministry And so she was able to bring some of that into it. But she said, you know, everybody needs to read this book. Yeah. Um, It just helps with transition and letting go. I'm looking at your fear, miracles in the mess. We don't want life to be messy. And this has been messy. But I'm a better person for it. And that's what Nancy's talking about. Well, it's, you know, you you said about transitions. And and change is something that we we always will have change. Um, you know, as 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 long as we live, um, you, you also mentioned that it um, it's it's because of the authenticity of the of the book, and it you know I I I, I love the word authentic. I've been using it for years. I, I found that it kind of became stylish again last year somehow. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the idea of of you know the, it it's very it's very real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tried to be um, as as raw as I could be. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing held back in the book. Um, you know, I had the book up on the shelf for um, several months. And um, I start the book out with a story of what happened in my home. There was a mom. Um, yeah. We were having a Christmas party. Can I tell the story? Yeah, um, we were having a Christmas party every year since Carrie moved in with us. We had a party in our home of uh, adults with disabilities um, from... Um, her church, um, where she went to church, mm-hmm. and group homes and different people. And this mom came to this particular Christmas party. Long story short, she had, ended up having a heart attack at the party. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we ended up calling the ambulance, you know, fire trucks. Mm-hmm. We had over 100 people with disabilities in our home. Mm-hmm. We have an average home, 2,800 square feet. It was packed. Mm-hmm. My family, my boys were here with their wives and mm-hmm. a few neighbors helping. There's lots of people helping. We moved everybody out of our living room. Now, just imagine moving 100 people that are all sitting on the floor, all packed mm-hmm. in because we're going to open Christmas gifts yeah. together. And we moved everybody out. The mom was having something. I didn't know what it was. And when the paramedics came in, we took the front door off of our house, got the paramedics in. They actually revived her. She was unresponsive, revived her, and then um, brought her back. And she looked right at me and and it was, she said, like, don't take me to the hospital. What's going to happen to my son? Mm -hmm. Who's going to take care of my son? And my kids both looked at me in the midst of all the chaos and said, you need to write this book because it's what happened to you. And we need to get the word out of Mm -hmm. just the process and the hope that um yeah of my story and then the hope of Carrie mm-hmm. and really honestly if I can just say it God has them God has them God has Carrie mm-hmm. even if I were gone right now Carrie will be taken care of he yeah. she will be fine wow and that uh, didn't turn out uh, as I remember the, the from the first conversation the uh um, yeah, she ended up going in the ambulance, had another heart attack, and passed away. Yeah. So um, we helped with part of that process. Um, we're, we were at the funeral, but the mm-hmm. son, he didn't have any transition. Mm-hmm. His mom was just gone. Yeah. My mom was just gone. Yeah. I was the one that had to tell Carrie that she was sick. Yeah. Because my mom was too afraid. It's that, un, that fear. Yeah. And so there was no preparation. And my argument is, let's help these adults with disabilities. They, yeah. They're they wonderful people. They're smarter than what we think. Let's help them with the transition. There's going to be change no matter what, like you just said. But we're all afraid of transition, of what's going to really happen. 
And so that's why I've been so public about my story is to give people hope. Yeah. Well, and, and to, uh, you know, get people to go through the workbook and, and be prepared, um, regardless of the transition, really, you know, that's, right. um, uh, we all face transition and, and whether it's, um, whether it's a, a big transition or a small transition, kind of paraphrase Victor Frankl, you know, it fills our, our conscious mind and our soul, yeah. uh, you know, whatever we are thinking about. Right. 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 When I speak to audiences, mm-hmm. Um, I ask, what's the number one that ke- thing that keeps you up at night? And people will stand up in mm-hmm. the audience, literally stand up and yell out, what's going to happen to my kid when I die? Mm. We will come back to that on the other side of our break. Um, but um, we are going to another break. And uh, remember, you can support uh, the Bravehearts radio show for as little as $280 a week. And that uh, supports uh, your business and your uh, supporting the Bravehearts for Kids pediatric cancer organization to braveheartsforkids.org. Stick with us. We'll be back after these very important messages. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also email Brian. His email is mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. We broadcast live on Voice America's flagship variety channel, and all of our shows are available on demand 24 7 on your favorite podcast service. Uh, coming into the third segment, I also like to say something about the National Day Calendar, nationaldaycalendar.com, one of the great supporters of the Bravehearts for Kids Pediatric Cancer Charity. And April 28th every year, of course, is National Bravehearts Day. Uh, today is Grilled Cheese Sandwich Day and uh, Licorice Day. Uh, I, I guess we all have our our uh, preferences on licorice, uh, but who doesn't like a grilled cheese sandwich? No, I was like, <laughs> wow, why aren't we eating a sandwich while we're here? <laughs> um, you know, I also I, I had an idea to come up to do something. I'm I'm calling the cooking show. It's going to be our, our expansion into television. And I thought, as divisive as things can be in our world, we like to eat each other's food. Yes, we do. And I think that's a good way to bring people together. Um, my guest today is Kayleen Marshall. Uh, she is the um, author of Who Will Love Me. She's also the founder and CEO of the Viaggio Group. Is that, uh, did I get that right? Yep, Viaggio Group. It's Italian. Yep, Viaggio. And, and you know, if you're going to have one food, uh, a lot of people would vote for Italian, I'm sure. Um, yes. And it's uh, to, Connect with you, uh, the, your website, is, is it KayleenMarshall.com? Yeah, KayleenMarshall.com. 
That's a good website to, to look you yep. up. And then uh, Kayleen.Marshall at viagiogroup.net. You got it. And yep. that's V-I-A-G-G-I-O group.net. Um, yeah, so what the Viaggio group, that's a coaching, uh, consulting, family coaching? Yeah, so I coach executives, leaders, um, and small business owners. I have a passion ah. for small business owners because yeah. of having to actually step out of my role when I was full-time ministry women's director yeah. um, because of the death of my parents. So I um, took on the care of Carrie. She moved into our home. And I started my own company. It's actually something I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It just kind of expedited. And I started my own company. I chose Viaggio because it, um, the word means journey. Oh. And I want to help yeah. people along their journeys. I've had a lot of help. People have come alongside of myself and my husband all through our lives. We've had great mentors. You meant, mentioned John Maxwell. We were mm-hmm. at his church for seven years. Mm-hmm. We were a part of his leadership team. Um, so we love John Maxwell. But he's just one of them that has been yeah. in our lives um, to help us. So, yeah, so I have a, I do leaders, I coach leaders, executives, yeah. and business owners. Well, you knew uh, John Maxwell before he became the famous John Maxwell, I think. Yes, right? yeah. you know what? I did. Um, we were at his church in San Diego, uh-huh. and I remember his first book that, well, he wrote the book, um, Think on These Things. That's a mm-hmm. book that he passed out mm-hmm. um, to all the new members at church. But then he wrote the book, um, Developing the Leader Within You. Developing the leader within you. And he passed that out in the communion plate mm-hmm. of the church one Sunday. And he's, he's a huge gift giver. Mm-hmm. Just, so instead of us putting money in the, um, in the I'm sorry, the offering plate, mm-hmm. he gave us a gift with his book. Nice. So I um, have the original book, which is a smaller version of the one that he has now. Um, yeah. But I, um, being under his leadership, just propelled my husband and I forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, everything's connected. And yeah. I'm really grateful that I was able, I actually took a seminary class from him. Um, your attitude is the key to your success. And that's actually where I met my husband mm-hmm. in that same class. And Sounds like a good place to meet. <laughs> yeah, so we met in Colorado at seminary. And from there, um, three years later, we hooked back up. My husband uh-huh. and I got engaged. And then we moved to San Diego. And we're like, where are we going to go to church? And we looked in the yellow pages. We just flipped it open. And there was this ad for Skyline Church. So we ended yeah. up there. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. San, my, my, my sister lived in San Diego or in that area for, for quite a while. And I, I, I remember thinking uh, about as perfect a, a climate as, as, as there is. Yeah, it's um, there's nothing like it. It's absolutely yep. beautiful all year round. So think on these things. That's uh, that's uh, um, uh, that you know. There's there's such. I, I have an MP3 that I send out to people. It's called um, "As a Man Thinketh," mm-hmm. and it's uh, James Allen's book from 1909, uh, based on um, I believe that uh, one of the Psalms is uh, it has, is on the theme "As a Man Thinketh in His Heart, So Is He." Mm-hmm. And um, uh, but that's that's what that one of the, one of those books when you when you mentioned you know hundred and some pages, uh, James Allen's book is uh, seventy eight hundred words, and I read it straight through the audio version sixty three minutes. Yeah, yeah. John will even say it's the worst book he ever written. It's, His first uh, one. Yeah, it was yeah. ninety nine pages and errors, and he just went for it. And that's just the other thing is. You know, well, what's holding you back? And yeah. that's why I'm like, <laughs> Brian, you said, oh, write another book. It, it does propel me because, you know, we, we have one life and we get to live it. Mm-hmm. And how do we want to live it? Yeah. And I don't want to be held back. Well, you, and, and don't think you have to compete with John for, you know, oh, no. you know getting, getting a bunch of books out. Right. <laughs> oh, he has a guy named Charlie who's a friend of ours. Um, uh-huh. Charlie has written his books. He knows John's brain and his heart. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, John's just the real deal. He's a good man. Yeah. You know what? I think we all need a Charlie. <laughs> yeah. 
I had, yeah, in my book, I um, asked somebody to come alongside of me and yeah. help me. Um, and she got like everything formulated. And then I actually had one of my clients, my coaching clients come behind that. She knew how, who I, how I spoke yeah. and um, really helped me refine everything. When you're when you're in the story and writing it at the same time, yeah, I find it um, very hard. Yeah, there's uh, Earl Nightingale is one of my mentors, and and uh, one of the things I remember he would say is, why don't you know why why don't you take a look at it the way someone else might from the outside? Yeah, yeah. you know why does he do it this way? You know why does she do it this way? Um, and Viaggio, uh, you do uh, the the you know Via and Geo. Uh, sounds like uh, travel, geography, um, you know, in, in my in my long time ago, Latin. Um, and uh, Yeah, so um, it's just helping people along their journey. We're yeah. all on a journey, and we all need people in our lives that will help us when we um, get sidetracked, stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times we don't want help because of our pride. And so coaching comes alongside of it helps somebody focus. It helps develop awareness. It helps accountability, and it helps with the action steps. Yeah. And so that's what I do. Yeah, coach. You know, coach. I I remember um, uh, thinking that um, uh, the most important um, or best financial decision I ever made was hiring a personal trainer yeah. once upon a time, and that was until I got uh, a life coach. Yeah, and uh, my first life coach was Marcy Naram. She's uh, she was a John Maxwell coach, you know, yeah. back in the, mm-hmm. uh, from Bismarck. Yeah, and uh, I think everybody needs honestly a therapist in mm-hmm. their life. Therapists help you look at things in the past if you mm-hmm. get stuck. Yeah, and start working on that, and yeah. then coupled with a coach to propel you forward, and yeah. then for me, a business coach um, helping me develop my business. Um, I went. To um, for my coaching, I got my leadership and my life coaching through PCCI Professional Christian Coaching uh-huh. Network. Um, they're fabulous. I would recommend them for anybody. And then now I'm in a coaching cohort with a group of coaches. And, and, and I you, keep in touch with coaches all day long. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and you you also um, uh, are are really uh, uh, a, a networker, right? Um, I love networking. My husband's like, you are, you're always thinking about who you can connect somebody with. And that actually comes from my mom and dad. Yeah. My mom and dad were very giving people, very, very giving people. So um, my dad did um, driveways every, every, when, when there was snow in Iowa, four feet of snow, my dad would go out and just plow everybody's driveway for no money. Just to help people, my parents taught me to help people, yeah. and um, and to give, to be a giver, yeah. and so um, in that, I'm constantly helping or thinking about how can I help you, yeah. who can I introduce you to, um, maybe who's the next, who, what is the next part of your journey? Yeah. So in that, I was able to buy a company, Am Spirit Connection. Um, because I've done a lot of networking here in the Chicagoland area, and um, the owner came to me a couple years ago and asked if I would want to buy into it, and I was able to. So, um, yeah. So I own, along with another gal, um, we we're both the first franchise owners in the Chicagoland area for. So, if you're looking for a networking group, I would love to talk to anybody. Yeah, well, and and uh, you know when you mentioned Am Spirit, uh, uh, Frank Egan was uh, yeah. was, the, was the guy that connected you and I originally. That's right. And uh, Frank is uh, is 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 very much like that. Um, I, I I when I first talked to him, I said I said uh, I I didn't know what a super connector he was at the at that Maybe. point, and I described myself as a connector because when I read Malcolm Gladwell's The Tipping Point. And there was something in there about there's a connector. That's someone who makes connections for the sheer joy of seeing good things happen. And and uh, and I, I thought, oh my God, that's me. And uh, uh, you know, Frank is. Um, I just have to give a shout out to Frank because I I, I love the guy and the way he yeah. puts people together. And He's just, a just wonderful does man. A, yeah, just does a great. Thinking of the other person. 
Yeah, that's uh, Am Am Spirit. Um, not a sponsor of Bravehearts Radio, but uh, I'm willing to give him a plug anyway. I really, well, I really, I really like that guy. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really thankful for him. Yeah. So we go to one more quick break, and then we'll be back to uh, to, to wrap up the day uh, here on uh, Bravehearts Radio on Voice America Variety Channel with uh, Kayleen Marshall, um, Viaggio Group, and uh, the author of Who Will Love Me. Um, stick with us. We will be back on the other side of 60 Seconds. us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist because it's your parade. I just help make sure you're in it. <laughs> and um, we are tra- planning some trips, uh, Machu Picchu, uh, September and December, uh, and you can check those out at machupichu.braveheartsadventures.org. You know, one of the things that I find difficult, Kathleen, is giving long um, websites on the radio, you know, uh, or, you know, it, it, in, in, in vocal. And, um, uh, you know, when I, when I say, uh, you know, to collect, connect with, uh, with Kayleen at uh, uh, viagiogroup.net, you know, uh, that's my, yeah, that's my email, but you can go to KayleenMarshall.com, and there you go. Kayleen K-A-L-E-E-N Marshall.com. Yep. Um, you know, we're kind of winding down the show here. Yeah. Uh, in, in the last segment, I, I like to get into, you know, what, what if we created, what, you know, um, uh, what are our commitments going forward? And um, you mentioned um, that, um, that, that you've learned a lot uh, from your sister. In, uh, in, the, in the past nine years. Um, yeah. yeah, so one of the things, um, there's several things, but I wanted to tell a story. Um, one of the things I did not hear from Carrie for a long time mm-hmm. um, as she moved into our home and lived with her, because she didn't really have the concept of that I was taking care of her, that she couldn't live on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, so it felt like there was a lack of appreciation uh-huh. You know, and and um, I was the bad guy because I was making all of the decisions for her medically. She has, I told you, Brian, she has mm-hmm. a heart condition. She has three holes in her heart. Mm-hmm. Her birthday is Wednesday. She's going to mm-hmm. be 54. Um, she lives for her birthday. It's going to be a fun day. She's going to be here with our family. But um, when we placed her in a community in, in the Chicagoland area, we had the opportunity to place her, and um, 
I was, I got her out of the car and we started walking up um, this driveway into the community. Mm-hmm. And she stopped me while we were walking and she she turned me very intentionally and she's tiny. She's like mm-hmm. four foot eight. She weighs 92 pounds, mm-hmm. but she's got, she's very powerful in her words and yeah. her me speak to you. Mm-hmm. And um, she turned to me and she said, thank you for taking care of me. Mm-hmm. And I broke, I broke. And that's the picture actually that's on the back cover of my book. Um, yeah. Because she, it's like she was saying, I love you. Yeah. I know what you've done. And thank you for taking care of me. And she was ready for the next piece of her journey. Mm-hmm. Her journey. Not my journey with her, but she wanted to be in a, a living yeah. on her own. But And thanked me. So Carrie um, has taught me to show up every day. Just get out of bed and show up mm-hmm. and not to have any expectations. I can have things planned like we yeah. planned this today. Yeah. I have lots of plans, but it's a different kind of showing up where um, I'm more aware of what's going on around me. Uh-huh. Um, take some time and sit and reflect and look out the window and see really what's going on. Yeah, Not just look out the window and be hurried. She's also taught me that um, it's important to have really safe people around me and her mm-hmm. um, to process with and to be in community with. Yeah. And so really to have a, tri- I call it part of the chat. There's one chapter that says your tribe, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. your tribe. Chapter seven. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we oftentimes um, go through life alone and we are not yeah. designed to, to do life alone. Right. We're designed to have wonderful people in our lives for accountability and just to love us. And if we're so busy, you know, I'm a type A personality moving along and I miss a lot. And mm-hmm. honestly, these last nine years, I've missed some things, but not like I used to. Like it's just slowed me down. She has slowed me down. Yeah. And I'm grateful for that. And then um, with that word grateful, um, I am learning, I continue to learn to have gratitude in my life every single day. Every single day, no matter what what today looks like, there is good. There is good in my life. And that's my hope is there is so much good in our world. There's so much good in my life. There's so much good right here. and then to take time and to enjoy that, that time is my friend. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I like to say gratitude is the beginning of all good things. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of ending the show on that, but, uh, the, you know, this, this surely is not the end. Um, gratitude is the beginning of all good things. And I, I, I reckon it's, it's kind of, you know, when Victor Frankl's, uh, idea that sorrow, um, or uh, suffering fills uh, fills our 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 mind and our soul completely, regardless of whether it's large or small. Mm-hmm. I think I think the same is true for gratitude. It can mm-hmm. fill our mind and our soul uh, completely, regardless of whether the gratitude is is large or small. Yeah, yeah, and there's really so much throughout our day that happens that if mm-hmm. we don't stop and if we're not paying attention, we miss it. Yeah. And there's there's so much good and so much yeah. fun, fun. And there's things that happen all day long that are funny. You know, miss, missing the opportunity for gratitude is <laughs> it you know the opposite of appreciation. I think is taking for taking something for granted. And I think that's where you know when yeah. when people say, well, we, we we're not in love anymore. You hear you hear people will, will say that sad thing, yeah. and I think it's simply a matter of forgetting to appreciate the things that you fell in love with in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, we miss it and we move away from that. And that's why it's so important to have people in your life to help you stay centered so you can't mm-hmm. lose your true self. Yep. Sounds yeah. like a sounds like a good role for a coach. Or a new book, right? <laughs> or, 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 
Uh, you know, I, I, I do have, I, I do have uh, a couple of uh, friendly acquaintances that, um, uh, that help with ghostwriting and that sort of thing too. So uh, yeah. may, maybe we can make that connection if yeah. you like, but um, I, I have a book that uh, seven years, it's been sitting on my, on my back desk here. And um, it's, it's called permission to have a great life. And it's about, uh, you know, listening to the voice of the genuine that, uh, that, that speaks quietly through us. I still haven't published, I haven't, I still haven't <laughs> published it. I got, I've, I've had, uh, I've had seven years uh, now to, um, uh, to consider uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the rewrites and edits and such. So, well, I, I want to thank you for being, uh, being on the show today, uh, Kayleen. This has been uh, an absolute treasure to be with you. Um, at the end of the book, there's a, uh, a call to action and, uh, that's, you know, visit, uh, Kayleen or, uh, or email at the Viaggio group. Um, I'd like to encourage people to do that. Remember to also go to braveheartsforkids.org and, uh, consider, um, helping in any way that you can. Just $20 can bring a banner of joy to a child with cancer. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it means now to those families uh, more than ever before. Um, please plan to join us every Monday at, uh, three o'clock central time live or any time, uh, on your favorite, uh, podcast service for, um, Brave Hearts Radio. Uh, next week, we'll have as our guest, Rosie Zielinskis. Uh Rosie has been here before, and uh, she and I just uh, spent a uh, weekend at the virtual retreat in Catalina, uh, Daniel Gutierrez's place in Peru. So uh, you'll not want to miss that. Remember that doing good anywhere does good everywhere, and we'll see you next week. Until then, be well and stay well. Thanks again for joining us this week for Brave Hearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time.